This is the most that I've <laughs> that you've touched me in years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, hello again, friends. It's Jason Zook, and this is part two of a Q&A that we put together based on your questions from Instagram and YouTube, and I think it was actually just those places. Anywho, these are some fun questions that we wanted to answer, and Caroline has been feeling a little bit better, so we flipped on the camera and we recorded, and if you want to watch on YouTube, you can with some fun editing and clips and things, or you can just listen on your favorite podcast player, whatever you want to do, but if you enjoyed this Q&A, let us know via the YouTube comments or email us or however you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we'll do more Q&As in the future. So we hope you enjoy it and we will be back with regular content as soon as Caroline is feeling up to it. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment. This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention. Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. Catherine Riddell, shout out, Waymer alert, Catherine, Catherine. Um, actually, buyer future, but either way. Either way. How did you know you were done-ish with speaking at or attending conferences? Ooh, so that's for you mostly. Attending is probably, I think you attended more conferences mm -hmm. than I did. Mm -hmm. um, so ladies first. This is a, not a helpful answer, but like I just have anxiety traveling. And so- I don't know if that's an unhelpful answer. I think that actually can be a helpful answer So the point at which it became more of a cost to go than a benefit, that's when I stopped. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good answer. Uh, for me, public speaking is actually almost the exact same thing. Um, I was getting paid very good amounts to, to go and speak publicly, and for a long time, it brought me a lot of value, and it was really fun, and I liked getting up in front of a room and just cracking jokes and being silly and doing cartwheels at the end of my talks, because I'm six foot five and 240 pounds, it's a big human I do, do miss cartwheels. like... <laughs> Watching you speaking and like people laughing at you. Yeah, like, and, I miss that. and I can be confident and say that I know that I was good at it and that I did a good job, but at the end of it, I just always felt super drained. All I wanted to do was get back to our lives and our routine and to you and to Blacks and to what we were doing and what we were creating. And it just, it took so much more out of me than I got back from it. And that was the point when I just knew like, I I'm good. Like even still, we've had a couple opportunities. I've had a couple opportunities, people have reached out and I'm just like, not in this season of my life, and I don't know if that's gonna change or not, but for right now, it's I do think that one of the, this is at least for me, one of my personal evolutions over the past couple of years has been no longer aspiring to things that I think I should aspire to from the outside looking in. So like, like being a public speaker? Yeah, like speaking is one of those sort of like hallmarks of I've somewhat made it because people deem me knowledgeable or you know, worthy of getting on a stage and talking to people. That's not to say it's not fun. Like sometimes it really is fun, but I'm just saying if I really am honest about deep down being asked to speak or even like being asked to write my book or things like that, I thought that they were these like professional like feathers in my cap that would say, hey, I'm successful. You don't have a cap that has feathers and you never have. So you don't need- Don't tell them that. That's, it's buttons on your lapel? I don't know. Another patch on my Girl Scout sash. Sashay. Um, and I just feel like I'm at this point now where I'm so tired of chasing that stuff or using that stuff to validate myself somehow. Yeah. 
it's just not worth it anymore. Because you do find and out. I'm not saying every person who speaks is doing it for that reason, but I do think it's worth maybe asking that question if those are the things that you're... Like, it's also probably easy for me to say that now because I was asked to do those things. So it's easy for me to be like, oh, I'm not going to chase that anymore, but... Yeah, but it's the same thing for me of like running a million dollar business. That sucked. I don't want to do that again. There's too much pressure. There's too much stuff that goes on. Like, sure, it would have been probably easier if it was a more profitable hands-off business, but I just think it's really hard to run a profitable hands-off million dollar business. So yeah. I don't want what goes along with that. And, just... and back to the like cost benefit thing, like, yeah, it for the... 30 minutes that I'm on stage and it feels really good to talk to people and make people laugh and do all that stuff. The days and actually weeks leading up to it where I'm anxious yeah. and having to come up with things to talk about that feel like things I want to share and yeah, that those nerves the day of and having to travel and all that stuff. Like, is that all really worth it for that 30 yeah. seconds or 30 minutes on stage? No. Here's your husband moment. How are you feeling? You okay? Yeah. We have a couple more. Yeah. All right. Amanda Nelson asked, this is an interesting one. We never talk about this stuff. So where do you see yourselves individual and couple in five, 10, 20 years? Oh my God, we don't so do this at all. Let's try and go somewhat quick because this could take like a long time. So where do we see ourselves in five, five years? years. So I'll be 35 and you'll be 42. Really? Close. I'll be 37 this year. I always forget how old you are. I'll be, I'll be in my 40s in five years. I think. I don't we, look a day over 27, do I? I just kind of think of you as like not a number. Just, <laughs> just man. as man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five years. Uh, I think in five years we will either be living in Europe or have lived in Europe and then we will probably. Figure out where we're settling down maybe. Yeah. Probably be figuring out like Kids where kind fish. of like our, our, our place in the world is. And that's five years. Maybe. I would hope still running Wandering Aimfully, like having a really yeah. amazing, thoughtful community that we're showing up for, they're showing up for each Although other. Although knowing us, we will have created other weird things. Yeah, in the for sure. Mix. I'm already getting itchy about like a weird idea. A weird idea. idea. Yeah. I know you are. All right, 10 years. So that's almost 2030, which is crazy to think about. Well, the planet's ending at that point. So. No, is it 12 years? You said it's 12. I know, but like, so, 10, we'll be, we'll so be at fine. that point, we'll be creating our. Bunker. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be building supplies. our bunker. Yeah, I think that sounds like a reasonable plan. I literally can't think of like ten years. We ago. honestly don't. We just don't think that far in advance ever. So it's kind of funny. Twenty years. All right, where are we gonna be in twenty years? You'll be how old will I be? I think I'm gonna I'll be, be selling uh, magnetism, like reverse magnetism, flying cars. Is what I'm gonna sell. Me. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I just feel like I'm gonna. Knitting. Own Steph. that one of those businesses. You're gonna be doing a lot of knitting, mm -hmm. virtual knitting, because it's not gonna be real knitting. VR knitting. VR knitting. <laughs> uh, that got plaques excited. Uh, Do you want to come be with us? So yeah, 20 years. In 20 years, I'll be 57. Babe, that turns me on. <laughs> creep, creep, straight up creep, what creep move. When you're out at a club and you see a fly girl, do the creep, and do the creep. I just think like you, gotta you, come this you get way. better with age. Come on, you can come up and join us. Did you bring a tiny monkey for everybody? Oh, uh, don't don't he's so don't helpful. Fall. Did you bring a tiny monkey this for everybody? This is everyone's see? favorite part of oh. these things anyway. All over. I know, I see. All right, here, let's try I and get see. you in the middle. I think it's Nara, Nara Lee. Would you pronounce that Nara or Nara? Nara. Nara? Yeah. You good, Nara? All right, Nara Lee. Uh, she asked, what is your step-by-step -step preparation process for launching a new product and for how long? To me, I, I included this question because I don't think that this is a simple answer. And I think that they're like, the the step-by-step -step preparation process for launching and creating a product 
If you wanna go through build.wanderingaimfully.com, we wrote out the entire process for building, launching, creating, all the decision-making, all the things. Um, I, there's not that many posts. I think it's like 25-ish posts that you can go through. Here's my simple answer though. Oh, wow. Come up with your product idea. Write content for- Well, this is, this is yeah, because we're doing this in Build Without Burnout right now. Yeah, so but I'm just saying, come up you're with your product idea. You're a little idea. Can you sit down in the middle? Right. If you already have an existing audience, ideally, you know, four weeks to eight weeks worth of really helpful content that is aimed at teaching something related to your product and that's helpful and attracting your ideal custom customer for that product. Yep. Make sure that you're capturing them on an email list yep. specifically for the pre-launch of your product and write a one week email sequence to those people at the end of the eight weeks selling your product, be transparent, be authentic, make yep. sure that you have a really narrow target audience and that you're addressing their things that they're struggling with. And you're clearly explaining how your product is going to help them alleviate those struggles and be a better version of themselves and do an open and closed launch one week long, send more emails than you think that you need to. Yep, there's a, a post that I'll put up a link on screen. Um, it's a product launch formula that we've used over and over and over and over and TM. over again. Uh, actually, I got an email that was a cease and desist for that post in that video. Apparently the words product, product launch, launch formula, formula are trademarked, trademark. which is hilarious because you just can't trademark three arbitrary words. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Well, anyway. Fernie, Fernie is a waymer. Fernando, Fernando. Guys, I feel pretty good right now. All right, we're gonna just, I'm gonna make up questions. Fernie has two questions for us. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently in your biz life to have better balance? For me, I, I really think much earlier on in my life, coming up with my enough number, mm -hmm. defining what my, what we call our number, which is your minimum monthly magic number. Um, those are just such important things. And, and it's actually funny because I tweeted a poll uh, earlier and I don't mean that to be like, oh, I tweeted a poll. Um, I wanted to, I was actually really curious to see people on Twitter if they think they're successful and how long it took them to find that success. Mm -hmm. And one person wrote me back already who He's built an incredibly well-known app. The app got sold for multiple millions of dollars. He needs to make nothing else in his life and he's still struggling with defining himself as successful. And I'm like, what else do you need? Like you- I put on clothes <laughs> for the day and get out of my PJs and I feel Today's a success. wildly successful. It's a celebration. But I just think that it's such an important thing that I wish earlier on in my life, and I know a lot of that's just immaturity and it's hard to, to do those things when you're younger, but right. is to define what is enough for you? What does that look like? Sure, it might change and grow a little bit, but to not have huge arbitrary goals and actually define them so that you can re reach a meet, wow. Reach a meet. Reach a reachable um, goal, <laughs> achieve a reachable goal and actually see what happens from it. Yeah, and this is something I used to talk about a lot on Made Vibrant, which is shifting your mindset from an achievement mindset to an alignment mindset also. So it's like, stop looking for validation in achieving things, which is an external validation of like, oh, I have, I've made X amount of dollars or I've got this book deal or I do speaking, like I was saying before, to, okay, who am I as a person and what do I wanna feel and what values do I have? I wanna feel balanced, I wanna connect with nature, I wanna be a good spouse. So it's like constantly checking in every day. Do you day. wanna be a good spouse though? 
sometimes. All right. Other times I want to be bad. Oh, wow. Um, I want to, can you throw some Willa Ford in there? I want to be bad. Make that look so good. I don't I think so. I want to be bad. No. Okay. Set a lower expectation for myself in terms of work output. The world wants to tell you that you have to work 40 hours a week. I am coming around to the idea. I know that this is very specific to me because like I can't hold focus for a long time right now. But I really think like if you can work five good hours a day, yeah, that's solid. I mean, this is stuff. Then that go we... live your life. Then go take a walk. Yeah. Then play with your kids. Then talk to your husband. Play cards. Watch TV. Like live life. Talk to your parents on the phone. But like we 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 revolve our entire lives around being able to crank out eight, nine, 10 hours of work a day. And it's just stupid. I'm gonna throw another link on the screen because a lot of these things we talk about in more depth in other places. And that is our working to live mindset, yeah. which takes a lot of this stuff and puts it in one place. And there's actually exercises and things you can go through if you want to help you define your enough number, your number, uh, your daily schedule, what your hours want to look like when you work. Are you gonna be able to see him on this? Uh, yeah, I think Barely. Like, you could see like his he's ears. He's so smooshied in between He's us. like, he's smooshed. You might get some snoring. I know uh, a lot of uh, our folks like when we hear some black snoring. We shouldn't make an app, like of ambient, you know, like white noise app. It's just that's just dog snoring. snoring. <laughs> I do kind of want to, he almost had an app, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and then the iTunes store or the app store yeah. says no. Jerks. Yeah. Uh, okay, Fernie's second question was, yeah. what kind of biz associations dealings have helped you and what would you avoid? The way that I read this was like things you've been a part of, maybe things you've purchased, maybe things that you wouldn't purchase. Like that's kind of how I read it. So like Fernie is a Wayne member and mm -hmm. I think he gets a lot of value from being mm -hmm. in our membership community. Mm -hmm. Have we bought anything like that? Have we avoided anything? The first thing that comes to mind that I think you would probably agree has brought the most value to our lives over time was going to the Misfit Conference. Yep. And just... And it doesn't have to be that. It's just aligning yourself with an event or with a group of people who are similar to your values. So this was an entire conference put on by our friends, AJ and Melissa, who live very intentional, very different. They even showed me that before I could even identify that that was like who we were. And that definitely has molded our path going forward. Things to avoid, really it's, if something feels like someone is playing up to something that you fear or something that just doesn't feel right to you, but like it's it's hooking you in. And so a specific thing like, do you wanna run a six figure business overnight? Yes, that is something we all would love to have. But what it actually takes to get that is not what someone is probably selling you. Um, what they do to actually have that happen is probably not something that's repeatable for you. And so I think those types of things, just avoid those things at all costs because almost all of them are way too good to be true. And what really matters is hopefully people teaching you a skill that you want or surrounding you with people that are like-minded that are achieving, trying to achieve the same thing at least. That's exactly what I was gonna say is if it sounds easy, run the other way yeah. because truthfully there is no easy way to have the exact life that you want. And a lot of people, it's very easy to prey on people's desperation or hope or exhaustion, frankly, of yep. if they've been trying something for a long time and it hasn't been working. How terrible it feels to be broken, frustrated right now. I sure do. But with my new e-course I created for you, you won't have to anymore. Now you have a sense of hope and therefore you're getting closer to feeling compelled to taking action on my offer. I don't think I've ever admitted this, but I'm gonna admit it Ooh, here first. Truth um, alert, truth alert, truth alert. When I was in college one summer, I was so broke. I was so broke. I was paying for college by myself. I wanted to move out of my parents' house and move back to my college town and like get an apartment over the summer. And I had no money. And I signed up for one of those like 
take surveys to get paid things online. Nice. And I did all this research and I was like, am I being duped? I was like, no, I think I, I think, and I was so desperate at the time to make yeah. money that I was like, I'll be one of the few that actually does what you're supposed to do and I'll be the, one of the few to make money. And dear God, if it didn't take me 10 years to get off those mailing lists, <laughs> it was a total scam and it didn't work. That's and I went and got a serving job at Outback and that it was hard money, but it was money and it was real money. And so my point is, if it sounds easy, it's too good to be true. Yeah. And just, you're going to be better served and you're going to waste a lot less money in the long run. If you just accept that you're going to have to put in the work and you seek out people who also want to put in the work because that's, that's yeah. the real stuff. Find places you can align with those people. All right. Laura Crosby had three questions to finish this out. And I think they're, they're good questions okay. to kind of end this on. So I'm trying to be on the same plane. Thank you. She also had two months off of work last year dealing with medical stuff and wondering, she was wondering how we are dealing with that. Um, some days I cry a lot. Yeah. And then other I'm days. I'm also supportive of it. I'm like, just let it out, man. It's yeah. Fine. No judgment. That's why I said support as my second one, because you've been so incredibly supportive. And I think one of the best things that you can do as a partner trying to support somebody going through something hard is to as much as possible, not put additional guilt and shame on that person. So like the very few times that I've said, babe, I'm because I feel it every day, but I, the very few times I've said out loud, like, I'm so sorry, like, I wish I could do more, or, you know, I'll think that I can cook dinner, and then I just can't, and I'll say, I'm really sorry, and what do you always say? I say, get your ass back in that kitchen. <laughs> could you imagine if I actually said that? Also, that is really funny you brought that up, because I think the other night was only one of, like, two or three times in the past couple months that you've gone into the kitchen and then had to basically, like, not cook. Yeah. And you, you literally came out crying, and I was like, well, I mean... If you're gonna cry, like I guess I'll cook dinner. Like if it's that bad, like I'll do it. Uh, no, you yeah. always say, "Don't say you're sorry." Yeah. Don't say you you're sorry. You need to stop apologizing. And for so even not feeling good. even you just saying that lets me know that that's your cue of telling me like it's okay. You don't have to apologize to me. Like I know you're trying your best, and it really helps to not put this additional burden on me. And something that we've learned through trial and error is like because in the past you you've suggested things like oh well maybe you should go for a walk or maybe and you're doing that out of like a good place but yeah. what what it's felt like in the past is I'm not doing enough in order to get better and that's like kind of the worst thing that you can make somebody who's going through something hard feel is like that they're not doing enough because I guarantee you like they're getting trying. up in the morning is is the hardest thing that they'll ever do that day so that's been really helpful. Um, some days it's really hard. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, just from like a business standpoint, uh, one of the things that, I mean, we just feel very fortunate that we are where we are now, as opposed to like if we were, let's say June or July of last year and you felt this way because we would have no paying members, you know, it would be a whole different story. And we would have figured it out if we didn't have that, but we have our Wanting Aimfully community. Um, it is making enough money that we're essentially breaking even, maybe a little bit lower with our expenses, but I've offset that by taking on one-on-one -on -one coaching stuff. So I haven't done one-on-one -on -one coaching in a long time. It's not something that I like to spend a ton of time on, mostly just because it, I have to show up a lot for people and I'm already showing up a lot in a lot of other ways. And so it's a lot of time, it's a lot of energy for me. And I know I can do it. I've done it before. I, I have some processes that work really well for people and, and it's something I, I do enjoy. It just, it takes a lot of my energy and time. Um, but that is how we've filled the buffer of money is me taking on some of those extra things. So, um, you know, it's it's a lot of give and take on, you know, what I can do as far as work-wise and taking on things, but then also just being honest with myself of like, 
I could keep working for three more hours tonight, but I just need to sit on the couch and veg out because otherwise I'm not gonna be able to do anything at all tomorrow or the next day. Right, and also you taking care of yourself too so that it doesn't get to a place of resentment. Cause that's my well, biggest- Well, I mean, it's our, I already resent That's you. my biggest fear is like every day that you continue to carry the ship, I'm like- Well, I'm not carrying any ship. That's, let's be that's honest That's not here. really the best metaphor. Like, yeah. That you're- Steering the ship. To steer the ship, yeah. carry the load, carry the what burden, whatever is, you know, I just, I don't want to get to get to this resentment place, but I think that one of the benefits of me going to therapy for years at this point and then talking to you about that stuff is like, you kind of know what my triggers are and you know what I need because I've been so verbal and communicative about the stories I tell myself. And so like, you know how to navigate that and and a lot of times now I'm just trying to listen. So like I know when you're having like a rough morning or whatever, and I'm just like, hey, how are you feeling? And you tell me all these things and I just, I don't say much, I'm just like, okay. Like I hope, and I know, cause I've seen it over time, like it just helps you to say some of that stuff verbally and to get mm-hmm. it out. So um, yeah, it, it's also not about trying to like fix everything and, and do all that and just kind of be there for you and support you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did answer the third question you had, which was how is the business doing financially with Caroline's limited ability to be creating content and working? I do want to just touch on that though, is that sh- you have done a really good job of trying to stay with some of the, the stuff that we had planned. And actually, I'm just going to lump this other question in there, which is, have you guys had content prepped beforehand? Um, or like, you know, was this a big deal for you guys? And And I think for us, we did have some content prepped, but honestly, we've just pumped the brakes on almost everything that required your effort. Yeah, but I will say that I'm very grateful that we had the curriculum for Build a Thought Burnout planned. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, we have the the kind of framework built yeah. for the program. And so then I just have to go in and do slides if I can. And if I can't, then Jason finishes them. And it's really about just allowing my abilities to dictate the show and then do, you know, problem solving. And that's just what it is. And also I was going to say, it's really important for us to fight the urge to go into scarcity mode. Ain't nobody got time for that. Of like, oh my God, because then it just puts more pressure on the situation and then I can't heal and then we get whatever. So I know that's a lot easier said than done, but for us, it was just going to the whiteboard and saying, okay, how much money does this bring in? How much money does this bring in? Do we think we could get an extra thousand dollars out of this by doing X, Y, and Z? And just approaching it in a very non-scrambly type of way so that we feel a little bit more in control of of what we're doing. And it's like I'm on an extended vacation. <laughs> a really crappy where vacation. I cry every day. I think just to kind of wrap up the the thought on question about like how we're managing everything, because I think it's a good way to kind of bring this all together, is we're just doing our best. And like anybody else who goes through something difficult and goes through something tough, um, you can't copy and paste someone else's experiences and what they've gone through and like put it on you and fix it and your businesses are all different and everything. And and we're just really trying to give ourselves permission that this is not gonna get fixed overnight. It's gonna take longer than we probably think. Um, Our business growth is not gonna grow as fast as we want. The content stuff that we were creating, a lot of it is being put aside for right now and I'm doing my best to keep up with it and to kind of be there and show up for people. And I'm just very grateful that we have created a community based around values. We've created a business based around values. And so the people we've attracted, I think are very, and we know are very thoughtful and understanding and caring and, and those things, so. Thank you. I, you love me. You really love me. 
thanks so much for the questions, everybody. We super appreciate it uh, for all of you who asked questions. We hope that our answers were good and worthwhile. And if they weren't, then you can go carry your own ship. And I sat else. still for 52 minutes, and that's a big win. And you talked, and you were a person, and you had humor. It was humor. really touch and go in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. But Cut look, you found, your, you found your groove. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys around. Thank you so much, and goodbye.